certainly talents is the, the your creative ability and the ability to put your thoughts into words, coherent words that people can read and, and understand. That's a real gift. That's the plan, man. That's the gift. And I hope you understand that. Is it okay for you to say that to yourself? What, that I have a gift? Yes. Um, you know, I believe I'm, I'm, I'm probably better than a lot of people. So there's, there's a big difference, but Josh. It, feels, it almost feels like bragging to say I'm, I've got there's a gift. A, there's, a big difference. there's a big difference between arrogance and confidence. I am, I, I am confident I can write a novel, and I'm pretty darn proud of myself for that one. Now, arrogance, but, arrogance is saying I'm the best that there is, and if you criticize me, you're a fool. Okay. Confidence is confidence is your abilities. Are you confident you're, that you're a storyteller? Yes. Okay. Are you confident that you can put together a coherent story that doesn't go off in tangential ways all over the place? Yes. Are you confident you can wrap something up at the end and have people actually understand the meaning and the story that you meant to convey? I think so. Okay. Okay. That's pretty impressive, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you ever sit? So I don't think it's anything to sneeze at anyway. Did you ever sit and talk to yourself and say, you know what? I'm a good writer. Uh, oh yeah, when I when I finished the book, when I got, or when I, you know, every once in a while you tie up a loose end or something like that, or or when you when you know it feels cohesive, or mm -hmm. even this the next book that I'm writing, I'm in the middle of, and I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm like reading through it as I as I go back through and try to add some stuff because it's been a while. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about the, your next project. You got to get excited, you know, when when if especially if it's your passion, if it's something you really want to do, you got to be excited for yourself. You got to be able to. Uh, sit there and go, yeah, that's really good. To find get your, jazzed up about it. To find your passion, to get that jazz inside you. That's what we help people do. Uh, we often talk about, do you want to be a human doing, just grind it out every day and like Groundhog Day every day, or do you want to be a human being and being in your life? We challenge people to shake things up. We challenge challenge people to go into rooms and identify, look at things that they've never seen before, go a different route, try a different way, and to avoid the complacency, the humdrumness of life. And that's, that's your responsibility. We help people become their own therapist, their own wellness coach, their own nutritionist, their own doctor, their own activity director. That's our, that's our challenge. And uh, my challenge to you is to continue to explore your particular gift, your particular genre. And I, I want to know about this other book. Right now? Well, uh, <laughs> tell, tell us about the, uh, the formulation of it. I, I, I don't want to know about it because I can't wait to find out okay, what yeah. happened in Pittsburgh. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, this, uh, this, this book is 20 years after what happened. Um, the, the next book is actually going to be a series that is, is all the events that lead up mm -hmm. to that apocalypse and including that apocalypse. So that's that's amazing. So and again, you have a different view of of the apocalypse. And in your book, uh, God actually never the creator of the divine, whatever you want to call it, never actually makes an appearance. However, it's referred to. Correct. Um, and again, it, it, um, I, I actually have trouble di differentiating or figuring out exactly how much of the mythos I've created is stuff that I actually believe and, and stuff that is just fantasy created for the book. Um, because the God in my book is, uh, actually what I actually believe that it is. There's some sort of all encompassing force that doesn't have a form or even necessarily actual laws for us. 
um, isn't isn't sitting on a throne with a beard and looking down on us and judging us for you know what we do behind closed doors or you know whatever. But that that you know life is is more about um, nothing's black and white in life. Everything's all just shades of gray, and you know the like. Uh, I don't know if I said it in this book or if I'm planning on saying it in the in the next one that uh, you know. Like I said, nobody gets out of bed try, uh, with the intention of being bad to somebody. You know, the guy that cuts you off in traffic, you know, maybe he bought like some poor old lady a latte earlier. We don't, we don't know what is the story behind people's lives. We don't know what is driving behavior. Uh, so, and again, that's where we talk about stopping, stepping back and looking at situations. Did you ever stop and step back and look at your story rather than be in it as much as you were? You ever stop, step back, and look at it. Oh yeah, you have to. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to put it down for a little bit, and then come back later, look at it with fresh eyes. Um, and and indeed, when when recording the audiobook as well, you see it with another pair of fresh eyes because you're now you're reading it out loud, which you should do in your editing process anyway, which I did do a lot of. But you know, even the more you read through it, the more you see stuff that you needed to change. And uh, so I'm I'm reading it out loud into a microphone and I've got an engineer sitting over there. And so like I'm perceiving it like self-consciously through his, his ears and realizing stuff that maybe I want to change or. Well, one of the things that we help people do is understand the power of their own voice. And sometimes what we challenge people to do is we ask them uh, the first time you heard your recorded voice played back to you. So the first time you ever heard your recorded voice played back to you, what did it sound like, Josh? That sounded weird. That sounded weird, awkward. Is that me? Yeah. Uh, However, that is your voice. So quite often, just as the same what you said you alluded to, having people say their thoughts, say their feelings and how what their needs are out loud and they can actually hear them is a great sense of empowerment. You're actually saying that to yourself. And how, how did it feel to read the book out loud, to hear the words that you had written and you created hearing them yourself? Yeah. Uh, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, like, you're always going to be, you're going to be criticizing yourself into, into the ground, you know, forever if you keep reading it over and over again and scrutinizing. Well, and what we help people also do, Josh, is learn the difference between evaluating and judging. Mm. Okay. If you're evaluating something, you're giving it a good objective view. If you're judging it, it's like uh, if I'm evaluating, I'd say, well, Josh has a uh, striped tie on and uh, he wore that today. Or uh, maybe judging might say, my God, Josh, why would Josh ever wear a tie like that? It just doesn't, <laughs> just doesn't suit him. The GQ okay. told me to. <laughs> <laughs> what we're always asking people to do is to participate in their own creative process, creating their lives, uh, to, to add all the elements. What type, of, what type of spices, what type of goods, what type of ingredients are we going to bake our life? What, what are we going to do? Just like in your, in your creation of this book, you created it. And you took a number of factors out of your life, your imagination, real things, imaginary things, some things that you hope to be, and you put them all together into a big, nice mixture. Yep. Yeah, I always tend to inject a lot of philosophy in my book, and you'll see a lot of it in the in the next one, too. And, and one of the things that was consistent to referring to God in this book was that uh, even the... Uh, antagonist Mar refer to it as the all-encompassing creator. Okay, so you're a creator, the constructive force, the constructive force. Beautiful, I love that. 
so you were the constructive force of this book, were you not? Indeed. And what we challenge people to do is to be the constructive force of their lives. Indeed. And you'll, you know, there's a little bit more about that in the next book as well, where uh, a character sort of explains that there's a constructive force and a destructive force. And so the con constructive force would, uh, they're both sort of part of a, a larger hierarchy, but, uh, you know, we are, it says that we humans are products of the constructive force. And as such, that is, that is our goal. We carry out the constructive force's purpose in the physical, you know, to say, to, to pray to the constructive force's folly when we are its outstretched fingertips mm -hmm. in this realm. That's a, I, I'm looking forward to reading your next book. And in the same vein, if we use those type of terms, the destructive force, uh, the deconstruction force could be the inner critic inside of people that constantly tear down your life, where what we try to do through self-validation is to have that constructive force. Exactly. When you, when you, when you do damage, that is the destructive force uh, acting upon you or whatever. And what we help people understand is they also can be part of that constructive force also. Exactly. Since you are a product of the constructive force, you know, that's, that's why you get that sense of accomplishment when you actually create something rather than destroy something. And that's what we help people understand that they do have that constructive force. But most people walk through their lives that, that unfortunately, uh, Josh, thinking that it's just destructive. That they, the, it's just, they got into a millstorm, a, a hamster wheel of negative thinking. Indeed. Okay. So that's one thing that I did take away from your book. So tell us uh, a possible timeline of this, uh, your new venture. The timeline of the, for the next book? Yes. Um, well, let's see. What month is it now? It's March. <laughs> I wanted to be done by now, but uh, I've probably got another um, maybe 5,000 words left to write in this next one. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the bulk of it will be done. That one uh, was done about April last year. And then it took another six months to edit and released it around Halloween because it's a horror book. Uh, so that is probably what's going to happen with this next one. I would like to have it. I wanted to have this next one released by the spring, but now it's probably looking like it'll be around fall by the time it gets done. So if we have uh, folks out there who may be intrigued, have their interest uh, piqued by this particular book, how would how would one obtain a copy? Indeed. Of it? Uh, well, let's see. It's available on Amazon mainly uh, through, uh, you can get a paperback, obviously. You can get a Kindle version. Uh, it's on Kindle Unlimited and uh, Audible as well. And I think, uh, well, it's, it's been distributed through ACX, so it should be available on iTunes and um, and out of the trunk of my car. I've got a lot. <laughs> i got a bunch of copies. So also what we're going to do... Trying to get rid of them. <laughs> so also what we're going to do is uh, provide a link to, uh, to these sites on, on our program also. So Thank you. If they go to uh, our website, www.fishingwithoutbait.com, they can, uh, they can certainly do that. And uh, I'm going to offer something out there. Uh, perhaps uh, for the first person who uh, contacts our show through fishingwithoutbait.com, perhaps uh, we could uh, provide a autographed copy. Oh yeah, individual. sounds good. Whoop whoop. That'd be that, get your that, copy. <laughs> that that would be great. So if you contact us, we'd be glad to uh, send that out for you. And uh, do you have a website, Josh? Do you have anything out there where people can? Uh, uh yeah, there's a there's a Rogue Mountains Facebook page um, and an Instagram account. 
at the rogue mountains one of them has underscores in between i think it's the instagram account <laughs> at the rogue mountains with underscores in between well we'll uh, we'll put that out to but yeah also, uh, so. there's a there's a rogue mountains website i really should have just made a joshua tarquinio author page because now i gotta buy more domains so <laughs> uh so look on look out for that too joshuatarquinio.com so what advice nobody buy it <laughs> <laughs> what advice what encouragement uh, would you have for an aspiring author let's say a young lady or a young man who has uh, some creative muse about them but just can't seem to uh, gel it together i've been thinking about this question for a long time recently and i'm, I'm sitting in the car driving i'm like that is exactly how i would answer that question what's your biggest advice and uh Definitely uh, know your know your talents, know your limitations. You know, um, don't shy away from criticism. Um, you know, you you might not have the knack for it. Go do something else. But if if it's something you really want, you can get good at it. There's a uh, there there are very few people who just can't do the thing they want to do. So if if you really really want it, you'll work hard to get it. And uh, head down and grind, man. So what we uh, what we talk about is that nobody really fails. We find out things that don't work. Exactly. So that in Einstein's definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. However, uh, yeah, we learn from your mistakes. We prefer to think of it as we found things that don't work. However, the real problem is if you keep if you keep revisiting those areas because there are. You have inventory your gifts, talents, and abilities, and find somewhere where they fit. Mm -hmm. Find and end your passion, and be that lion. Be that lion on the savanna that doesn't need push to run. They run from passion. I'm glad you found your passion. I'm certainly glad we found you. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome. Welcome, Josh. And as always, we offer a free prescription at the end of every program. Uh, fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and perhaps take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, uh, we ask that you fish. We recommend that you fish without bait. Uh, do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself. Forgive another till all are free. None are free. Thank you. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.